0: Hello, hello, and welcome to dear Percival. Dear Percival. Dear Percival. Dear Percival. So good, they said it thrice. Dear Percival, or four times. I don't know. Five times. Who cares? Um, dear Percival. Yes, <laughs> this is the marvelous new podcast. Actually, not that new. This is the podcast concerning Deva, Danny Daver, Danny Savarino, a marvelous character from the new. Scintillatingly fantastic novel, People of Bloomsbury, by author and poet extraordinaire, Mr. DJ Swales. Now, oh, now this, this concerns, where are we? Dear Puzzle, concerns Luxor in Egypt. Oh, yes. Dear Puzzle being a diary entry written by Danny in the search for his missing parents. So let's make a start, shall we? Thank you. Agatha Christie's old room, Winter Palace Hotel, Corniche-el-Nile Street, Luxor, Egypt. Dear Percival, what a day! Last night, I only slept four hours due to my unexpected early flight to Luxor from Haggadah, the closest airport to El Guna. When I heard the news that my parents had been spotted along the Nile, I knew I had to book book a ticket immediately. So far today I've eaten two apples, three sloppy overripe mangoes and an experimental peelable pineapple from one of the nature-defying greengrocers here. Vegetable-wise, I still had three kilos of cauliflower crudité left, so I lugged them with me to the airport. I left a kilo by the side of the road for reasons explained shortly. The call came in at about... 5 a.m. It's your parents. They've been spotted in Luxor. Who is this? I asked. But the man refused to give his name. In the background, I heard dozens of seagulls shrieking exactly like those that ambush people outside fish and chip shops in tacky but cheerful seaside resorts, which are collectively the largest single gathering of birds on earth, not including the girl in Morecambe, that has learned to walk through supermarket doors and help itself to Worcester Sauce flavour crisps. Are you speaking through a paper rack comb? I asked the mystery caller. No, 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 said the person, suddenly indignant and a little deflated. I'm using some very expensive voice distortion equipment, like them when crime shows interview gang members and stuff. Perhaps, perhaps, I'm not even a man. I could be a woman. You'll just never know with this expensive specialised equipment. How mysterious. Well, you sound like a scrap paper harmonica, I replied, then asked, where are you? Why should I tell you? asked the man with a musical rasp don't you, don't you just want to know about your parents it's a truth test i replied making up a reason if you lie about that then you'd lie about anything including my parents but, but, but that doesn't make sense said the man perplexed as my psyops took their toll i held my tongue not saying a word with just my heavy breathing on the phone Or at least, I thought it was my heavy breathing until the hotel operator, Aliza, got bored and hung a line. After about five minutes of silence, the man spoke. This is just weird, he said. I'm literally trying to help you. Er, er, okay. I'm halfway of an iconic Art Deco skyscraper in Midtown Manhattan. I knew he was lying when he blathered on... ''Yes, yes, here I am. I'm a rich, rich celebrity, and I can see the entire city from my fancy flat, including the streets where they shot sex and the city, the Statue of Liberty and that cafe from Friends.'' ''Central Park. I replied, as if I'd sold something that would have flummoxed Sherlock Holmes. I was grateful to hear that my parents had been spotted, but clung to my suspicions.'' I knew he was lying, as every Art Deco-era city view in New York City has been destroyed by hideous super-tall condos thinner than acupuncture needles. I was convinced I'd heard a masked Blackpool accent and went out on a limb and asked, Is that you, Ricky? The caller seemed to drop the phone in fright. I heard a muffled bump and an instant meow from a terrified cat... (sighs) Sorry, Bubbles, the man called out, still shouting through the comb before the lion fell dead. The phone rang again, immediately. Ricky, I can tell it's you, I said. Put the comb and paper down. The vibration is setting off my tinnitus. So not, came the response. So what, I asked. Shouldn't someone who claims to run Blackpool's most esteemed bed and breakfast establishment be concerned with deliberately contravening several health and safety codes the man replied well let's just say theoretically that i ran such an establishment which i don't why why would i help you out if i knew you were going to glass me up to the authorities for exacerbating your tinnitus well i started to say theoretically speaking look do you want the details or not said the man, cutting me off. You're really trying my patience. Yes, please, I begged, before pressing my ear to the hotel telephone. Eliza the operator, also picked up, probably bored in reception. Her heavy breathing filled the space between our words. I listened as the man spoke through his scrap paper and comb, switching between bizarre French and German accents to lower me off the trail. He shared... How a strange little yacht had been seen sneaking down the Nile behind an elegant felucca after first heading up through the Red Sea. It passed through the Suez Canal unauthorized, said the man, almost spitting his disapproval like Edith Piaf. Several giant container ships tooted their horns at it, fearing they were Somali parits, but it, it ploughed on. Helicopter, foot son, two unidentified people on the deck, wearing long tie-dye gowns with paper bags over their heads. They had cut slits for eyes and had post flapping over their mouth holes. Why would they do that? For keeping out the dust, stupid, the man replied, his words vibrating. No, no, I mean generally why, I scoffed. Couldn't they have just moored their yacht in one of the Red Sea marinas and hopped on a quick flight to Luxor. That kind of short break would have been far more relaxing for them. Oh, booger off, said the voice in a broad Blackpool accent as the line went dead. Thank you. This has been part one of Luxor, dear Percival. There are many more parts to come. Well, probably just two, but three in all, um, this is part one of three. Um, now this is all part of, uh, the character Danny Severino and the search for his missing parents, which is all part of what goes on in People of Bloomsbury. One part, one more small part of what goes on in People of Bloomsbury. The new novel, the new quirky and feel good novel written by author and poet extraordinaire Mr. DJ Swales. Go to Amazon right now and order yourself a copy or there will be trouble. Thank you. Thank you. We shall be back very, very soon. In the meantime, this has been Kevin Green reading Dear Percival for Mr. DJ Swales. Thank you and good night.